Good morning. Wow, I can't believe I'm up here doing testimony. I've spent my church life avoiding being in the public as, as much as possible. Um, even though you see me singing in the choir, there's, uh, there's safety in numbers. Um, so I'm here to talk about something very, very personal. Um, I brought my tissue just in case I lose it because um, my faith is very personal. I didn't always, I guess I kind of had a nascent faith. So many of you can look back at your lives and acknowledge those saints who have fostered your faith. They may have nurtured it um, from a small ember to a glowing flame, or they may have given you energy to sustain it throughout your life. The former is true for me. My saints include many pastors and laypersons. I count Audrey as one of them. But the spiritual mentors, mentors who nurtured my nascent ember uh, into a flame are my in-laws, especially my father-in-law, um, Edward Anderley, who recently had a birthday last month, um, although he is at his great reward, um, and Reverend Dr. Carter Smith and his wife, Linda. In the words of the Beatles, my journey of faith is a long and winding road. And I will leave that to you to see how long and winding it was. I was not raised in a church-going family, although God was an occasional visitor. Nor was I baptized as an infant. My father, orphaned at 13, was a lapsed Catholic. My mother, born in Milan, professed to be a member of an obscure Catholic sect uh, from northern Italy, named after St. Ambrose. My siblings are strident atheists. My parents met in the ashes of Nazi Germany, where my father was an Italian translator for his artillery unit in the US Army, and my mother was a liberated inmate of several concentration camps. Needless to say, my parents had unaddressed psychological traumas I'm getting very nervous. That made my childhood a sea of emotional confusion and some, sometimes nurturing and often very volatile. I was fortunate, however, as a teenager to meet my husband and his family. While no family is perfect, and I think, I think it was Tolstoy who said, <clears throat> happy families are all the same, unhappy families are unhappy in their own way. Um, his family was essentially a loving family, a sharp contrast to mine. My husband's parents were faithful Lutherans who were very active in their church. My husband went to Sunday school. In contrast, God had initially reached out to me when I was a preteen. I attempted to attend a local Lutheran, uh, I'm sorry, Episcopalian church, walking to Sunday school on my own whenever I could. This was the church where I was first met Jesus Christ and as an adult was baptized. My husband and I were subsequently married there. So when our first child was born, my husband wanted him baptized, but despite my recent baptism, I was ambivalent. The church we chose was an Episcopal church in Lake Apacon area. Attending services was required if we wanted our baby baptized. I dreaded Sunday mornings. 
because the service was solemn and morose and left me sad and anxious. I found no joy there and stopped attending shortly after the baptism. Even though I failed to honor his voice, God once again reached out to me. A friend invited me to her church to hear a musician who was performing as part of the Sunday service in the Methodist church that would become my spiritual home for 30 years. The service was beautiful and inspiring, not just because of the music, but because the atmosphere was joyful and the congregation was warm and welcoming. This did not mean I wholly committed myself to Jesus Christ as my savior. Even the steadfast love of my in-laws, proclaimed loudly by my mother-in-law, but quietly and modestly practiced by my father-in-law, had not won me over. But still the door was opened again by a crack. How could God love me when I harbored such anger at my mother, my emotional abuser? Didn't God say, honor thy father and mother? Despite my uncertainties, I continued to attend the church. Within a new year, a new, within a year, a new minister arrived, Reverend Dr. Carter Smith. He immediately reached out to me and asked me to take on a church task. Although I accepted, I neglected the task and did a very poor job. Slowly, however, I was drawn into the loving arms of the congregation. God's healing had begun. Throughout the ensuing years, my father had a stroke. My mother divorced my father and stopped talking to me because I didn't. My siblings abandoned me as well. Throughout these trials, Reverend Smith and his wife, Linda, and the congregation supported and embraced me. They were my new family. Reverend Smith helped me to understand that honoring my mother did not mean that I should expose myself to her continued abuse. He helped me see her and my father as flawed and injured people who did the best they could but lacked the spiritual and emotional resources to make a healthy family. Suddenly, I was free. I could see that Jesus had patiently guided me into the supportive arms of my church family, provided me with the example of the servant faith of my father-in-law and the leadership faith of Dr. Smith. So when my mother was hit by a car in the early 1990s and my siblings had all moved out of state, I was present and able by God's grace to be there for her. God's love administered through his church family had given me the ability to view the world not through my imperfect eyes, but through the loving eyes of Jesus. My anger had dissolved. I am forever grateful to those, my earthly spiritual mentors, my beacons of light, who first showed me the love of Christ. I am also grateful to those who followed them in the form of pastors, and I do want to recognize Dr. John, I'm sorry, Pastor John Chung, and ordinary laypersons. You are the hands and feet of Jesus to change the lives of people like me. Thank you for your time and attention.